In our very first episode of this podcast, I talked about the different high-level goals you can have for podcasting. And one of the reasons I gave for why that's a good idea is to help you make decisions about your show. I want to dig into that a little more deeply and really talk about how you can use your overarching purpose for your podcast to design the show itself and the episodes within it for maximum value to your business. So that's what we're talking about today on the Business Podcast Blueprint Show. Now, generally when a business owner or marketing manager starts thinking about podcasts, they've got a pretty standard idea in mind. A single host is going to interview guests. That's what a pretty huge percentage of podcasts are. But even within that broad category, there are many different ways to prioritize your time and energy based on your overarching business goals. Let me tell you something. The world doesn't need another interview show. It doesn't. But maybe your business really needs a consistent content marketing channel that doubles as a weekly networking event with potential JV partners. So just because, you know, interview shows are a little bit of a dime a dozen doesn't mean that an interview show isn't a really smart thing for your business to create that will provide value for you and your business and also the audience that you're presenting it to and the guests that you're speaking to. So the main high-level show types are thought leadership, business development slash relationship building and audience engagement with an honorable mention going to content creation. So I'm gonna go through each of the high-level show types and talk about how to use your goals and that show type as a filter for your decision-making process on a whole bunch of different elements of your business. And let's start with thought leadership. So if thought leadership is your high-level podcast goal, and then your ultimate aim is to increase your reputation in your industry, and that could be among other professionals, it could be among your colleagues, it could be among your own company, it could be among your audience. So to work towards this goal, you need to make sure that you're presenting your podcast and the host of your podcast as an authority, demonstrating that you have unique ideas about your space, answers to questions people ask, and a unique take on the things that are happening in your industry. You're not a thought leader if you're talking about the same things that everyone else has been talking about for years. So we're going to go through a couple of different things that you can make a decision based on that's going to be different because your show is an authority building show, a thought leadership show. And we're going to do the same thing for each of them. We're going to talk about show format, show notes, whether or not you should have guests, where you should put your promotional efforts, and what you should be invest more of your money or time in. Let's get started with that. So show format for a thought leadership show. You might very well have an interview show like so many of the shows are, but what you're going to want to be careful of when you're doing a thought leadership show is that you're not really just doing a traditional interview. You don't want to be spending all of your time sharing 100% of the spotlight, shining it on your guests. Because you're trying to build yourself and your brand and your company as an authority also, you need to be having conversations, if you're having guests at all, that are a conversation between equals. You know, you're talking with someone at a sophisticated level in your industry, you're talking about ideas, and you're sharing as many ideas as you are learning. In Thought Leadership Podcasts, you're also going to see a lot more solo episodes. If you have specific ways of doing things, specific ways of thinking about things, strategies, theories, philosophies, even within your company, a podcast is a great way to display them. And especially within a thought leadership podcast, you want to be using it as a vehicle to be really getting your own thought, your own intellectual property out there, as well as talking to other people, to other experts. You'll want to be talking to people, you know, at your professional level or a couple of clicks above or who have really different takes on your topic area so that you can be having that conversation 
between equals rather than a I want to learn everything about you style of interview. So moving on, let's talk about the show notes and the decisions you might make about them in a thought leadership show. So you'll really want to focus on what someone can do with the information now that you've given it to them. What are the key points? What are the key learnings? What are the really important gems and nuggets of information that you want people to associate with your company and your brand and your podcast after they take away? So those are going to be the most important things to include in your show notes. A lot of thought leadership shows do pretty strong repurposing and they'll write whole blog posts or really uh, nicely cleanly edited transcripts to go along with their shows because those can serve as blog posts. They can be sent to people in the sales cycle or other colleagues. But you really want to be focusing on, for thought leadership shows, what are the most important things that your host or yourself, if you are the host, and your company has to say about your topic area and make sure those are enshrined in the show notes for all to see. So for guests, you may or may not have guests as a thought leadership show. And as I kind of mentioned at the top, if you are going to have guests, make sure that it is that conversational style rather than a more Q&A type of interview. Moving on to ads and sponsors as a thought leadership show, you're probably going to want to avoid them unless It's a company that you really know and trust that you've got a great relationship for, and that's not going to either bring down the value of your show just by association because it's not necessarily on topic or it looks like you're just trying to make a buck. The company that you work with, you can always run your own ads for your own products and services as a podcast. Perfectly acceptable to have none in a thought leadership show, but any ads that you have in your thought leadership podcast should be host read. You don't want to be just plunking in dynamic ads for this kind of podcast, you're definitely going to want to use the authority that you're building to enhance a sponsor relationship if you decide to have one. So where should you kind of put your promotional oomph or effort for a thought leader show? Really what you'd want to be looking at promoting and talking about are the upcoming and the past episodes, the really cool ideas that you've gotten out there before, key quotations and insights that have been really interesting, that really kind of nail your point of view in a great way, that kind of soundbite stuff that you really hope that you and your brand are associated with. And you want to be spending your time trying to reach particularly interested individuals, as many of them as possible. And that might be through your social media efforts. It might be through direct emails. It might be through an email list that you already have. So when it comes to promoting, really you're focusing on the content, the ideas, the theories, the strategies, Anything that you want your brand to be known for and associated with kind of should be the main thrust of the promotions that you do for the show. And if you're going to invest extra in anything for a thought leadership show, production quality is up there. The better your audio quality is, the easier it's going to be for people to listen to it, understand it, but also assume that you take it seriously enough to invest in. You also want to make sure that your promotional assets all look really good, really on brand and are going to be making a great impression. And finally, it's great to invest in repurposing for thought leadership shows because that content, that thought leadership IP, it doesn't work well just on your podcast. It can work really, really well everywhere. Next up, let's talk about business development or relationship building style podcasts. Now, these terms are pretty interchangeable and I haven't decided which I like best yet. I would love your thoughts on that, by the way. Please message me on social or via email your favorite, how you like to refer to this type of show. And these are, I say, are really, really common in the business podcast or company show or B2B space. And they're shows where it doesn't really matter if you have two dozen listeners or 200,000, because what you're really, really after is the chance to get to know and start nurturing relationships with other people in your space. 
whether those are colleagues, whether they're professional networking partners, or whether they are potential clients, the point of the show is to really build those relationships using the podcast as the vehicle to do so. So granted, doing all of this, getting great guests and getting attention and getting all the other benefits of podcasting, of course, it's a little easier if you have lots and lots and lots of listeners, but not by as much as you might expect. These are the shows, business development shows, where your energy should be spent making a great impression on the person you're talking to at every point in the process. So the style of the show, especially if it's interview focused, and we'll get more into the different elements in a minute, but it's going to be a little more focused on what the guest can be bringing to the table rather than what the host or or your company does. You, of course, want to look and sound like you know what you're talking about and that you are an expert and an authority in your space. But the real highlight is going to be on the person that you are building the relationship with. And that means taking that spotlight that you were sharing in a thought leadership show and really directing it towards your guest in the business development show. And it's not just about during the conversation. It's the process of pitching them, booking the call, joining the conversation and the follow-up, the promotion, that stuff that you should all try to make as flawless as possible. So for this show, the format is almost always going to be exclusively interviewing. No solos here really for business development purposes, unless you're filling an emergency gap in the content calendar, which happens to the best of us, or you're also working on an internal content project that needs you to be getting out a lot of stuff that only you can do out into the world in a cost and time efficient manner, a thing we love about podcasts. So let's go through kind of the full list of elements again, but this time for business development shows. So we touched on a little bit of this, you know, starting to talk about the show type, The show format is going to be interviews. It's probably going to be an interview show. And the focus, as I said, is going to be on the guest, what they bring to the table, making them feel fantastic and look really smart, and your expertise because, you know, you are the host and you should know what you're talking about and look that way. But you really do want to spend the majority of the time within the show making the guest feel like the all-star that they are for joining you. So in your show notes, the exact same principle is going to continue. You want to include the guest links, key moments that they shine in, quotations where they sounded really great, key points that they made. And this is going to help other people who are paying attention to the show understand, hey, this was great stuff. This is the stuff I should remember. And this is how I can get in touch with this cool person I've just learned about. But it's as much for the audience. It is a a sign of respect for the guest that you have to really make sure that the notes you're creating are focusing on them. So guests are almost always going to be in a business development or relationship building type of show. So ads or sponsors for this type of show, I would tend to avoid them if at all possible. Because remember, the purpose is not to make a few dollars in sponsorship. It is to build these relationships and develop and grow your business. So there are exceptions. You can promote your own or your guest products and services. And again, part of your business development is building a relationship with a company. And they say, oh, wow, your podcast is so great. Could I sponsor it? say yes. <laughs> so, you know, you, you use your judgment about how to make these decisions, but generally ads and sponsors don't belong or are not needed in a business development or relationship building show. So in terms of promotion, where you should put most of your focus for that, it's about the guest, their content, their company, what they said on the show and what else they have done that makes them worth listening to for your audience. And again, this is kind of all coming around to making it a great experience, make them feel so glad you had them on the show because you were respectful of their time and you were you know, interested in their content and happy to receive and learn from them. It's really a great relationship building tool. And that's what you should invest in as well. You want to make sure that your booking workflow is really, really clear. You want to make sure your follow-up is super on point. You want to make sure that you're promoting the episodes that they joined you in. 
if you're trying to make a good impression on someone, they should never wonder, when is this episode going live? Is it going to happen? When's it going to happen? You've got to let them know what's going to happen. So if you're going to invest your extra time or money or energy for your podcast in anything for a business development relationship building show, put it in your workflow and follow up and episode promotion processes. Now, let's talk about audience engagement shows. These ones can be so, so much fun. Of all of the shows, the audience engagement type can be probably the most freewheeling in terms of its form. You can go with the flow of what your audience is looking for or needs at any given time. And as your business and audience changes, your podcast can change with it. But it is only fair to say, however, that most people usually always want consistency, at least on release day. And you should always have consistent release days, no matter how freewheeling the rest of your content may be. So of all the shows, of course, the freewheelingest style is where you need to pay the most attention to your metrics and traction. Because if your audience isn't picking up what you're putting down in a measurable fashion, you're kind of throwing water down the well with your podcast. So an audience engagement podcast is about connecting with an audience that you already have. They like you. They want content from you. You have to give it to them. And to know that you are effectively giving it to them, you have to be tracking metrics that tell you that is the case. So let's go through some of the details for audience engagement shows a little bit more. The show format, as I said, freewheeling could be lots of things. It might be interviews. It might be a Q&A style show. It might be conversations with audience. You might do live coaching. You might do live case studies or demonstrations. You might do solo episodes like this one here where you're teaching something. You can pretty much do anything that you like with an audience engagement show as long as it is engaging your audience. And you might want to consider ways to bring them involved. Maybe have, you know, an audience question segment or reading a comment that they've left. Really focusing on what is going to be the most interesting for them above any and all other consideration. For the show notes, similar to thought leadership, you know, focus on what the audience is going to need, the action steps and the key points you covered that they're going to be able to take and use and appreciate and run with. Guests in an audience engagement show, totally optional, depends on your taste, your preference, and how easy it is in your industry to get people to come talk to you on your show. Likewise, for ads and sponsors, you can have pretty much any kind you like. Audiences of podcast listeners, everyone kind of hates ads, but everyone also kind of knows to get free content, sometimes you have to listen to ads. So I wouldn't worry about that too much. I mean, I wouldn't stuff like four at the top because everyone despises that. But you can have any kind of ad or sponsorship relationship that you like in an audience building show. It's not going to kind of be potentially negative in the way it might be in a thought leadership or a business development show. So your promotional oomph is, again, going to be all about that audience. It's going to be engaging with people. It's going to be continuing conversations with the experts you have on your show if you have them, companies that you connect with or that are involved in your show in some way. And it's going to be you out there spending time disseminating the content and talking to your audience about it and getting their thoughts on what you've said, what you've presented, and what else you can be saying and presenting. So if you're going to be investing in anything, this is where you might want to consider some paid traffic to really make sure that your audience who's interested in you is getting the show that you're creating. And it's going to be investing the time and maybe a whole team member in being out there, engaging with your audience on social, and making sure that they are enjoying the show, getting a lot out of it, contributing to it if they can and trying to get that audience input and feedback onto the work that you're doing. So audience engagement shows can be a lot of fun, and they can be a really strong way to build your brand and keep yourself top of mind with a brand, or as a brand. Now, last show type, and content shows may or may not really legitimately be their own category, although there are podcasts that exist 100% to create content and for no other reason, and that is fine. 
But no matter what kind of podcast you create, you are going to be getting content. And if it is your primary goal, we can go through the different ways to make decisions about them and the types of decisions you might make for the different elements as well. So starting with the show format, if your main goal is creating content, then absolutely anything goes as long as it is reasonably repurposable and reasonably connected to your work that is going to be valuable to the people with whom you do business. For the show notes, if your goal is content, though the show notes are a really, really strong pillar of the content that you're creating. So make them as detailed and expansive as you can manage. When we were doing the State of Business podcasting report, and this is two years running one of the shows that it's been in it, the White Coat Investor does these jaw-droppingly expansive show notes. They are the most impressive things I have ever seen in podcasting. They have tables of contents. They have related content. It is blogged. Quotes are pulled out. They're beautiful. I'll link them in the show notes. But they are amazing pieces of content on this blog that go along with every podcast episode that is created. Absolutely fantastic. Guess when it comes to content shows, totally optional. Can be really great to expand the range of topics you can create content on to have guests. But if you've got a lot of subject matter knowledge yourself or within your team, you also don't need to have guests. You can pull from the resources and the knowledge that you've already got. Ads or sponsors, absolutely any kind you like. Go wild. Let ads and sponsorships have their place and help you support your show. Promotional oomph should go towards any resource that you mention. Anyone who's going to be interested in the content that you're creating, any audience that you have already, just try to think who's going to be interested in this podcast episode and let them know the podcast episode exists. That's kind of where the promotional energy should be. And finally, for the investment you may want to make in your podcast, this one is really going to be about your assets and your social content, the audio quality, because, you know, this is for content, make the content as good as possible, including how you record, and then repurposing to make sure that, you know, you're getting every drop squeezed out of your podcast episodes in terms of the content value that they're providing you. So I hope this was kind of fun and interesting and enjoyable. We actually do have all of this in a handy chart that we will pop in the show notes. Thank you so much for joining me today. As always, I've been Megan Doherty, and this is the Business Podcast Blueprint Show, which is created by the whole team at One Stone Creative. And if you would like to talk about creating a show that is going to be working very, very hard for your business, we would love to do that. You can get in touch via any contact form on onestonecreative.net. And if you go to onestonecreative.net slash work, you can download a free copy of our ebook, Will a Podcast Work for Your Business, which is going to help you go through a decision-making process about which of the high-level podcast archetypes is going to be the best for your show and how to make it a part of your ongoing workflow. In the next episode of the Business Podcast Blueprint, we have an extremely fascinating conversation coming up with Rob Stevenson, all about getting the sales team on board with new media. Can't wait. See you then. <laughs>